I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. A touch of this, a touch of that. What to do with minimal to mild isolated mesangial staining by immunofluorescence. What follows is my own interpretation of what I've seen and thought about over the years and may not be agreed upon by others and indeed may not even be true. Always doubt your assumptions and what others say, but here goes for what I believe is not talked much about for another podcast. Every so often, one sees in renal biopsies a mild staining of the glomerular mesangial regions by immunofluorescence of one of the immunoglobulins, or C3, without significant light microscopic glomerular changes in patients with hematuria, with or without mild proteinuria, usually under 1 to 2 grams of proteinuria per 24 hours or so, or even purely in the mesangial regions of patients that are nephrotic and appear to have minimal change disease otherwise. What do we do? Number one, isolated hematuria. I'll start with mild IgM or IgG deposition restricted to the mesangial regions in patients with only isolated, mostly microscopic, hematuria. Several investigators have found minimal glomerular changes by light microscopy in renal biopsies showing only mild mesangial deposition of IgM or IgG. EMs on these GBMs were normal. We have always thought that A, there was nothing active to treat other than maybe ACE or ARBs, and B, the prognosis should be great. Of course, one always wonders about long-term follow-up of these patients often being lost to follow-up and not knowing what the previous renal biopsy showed. Could it lead to some of the 10 to 11% of people in the United States having some degree of CKD eventually? These patients are not likely to be tethered to their nephrologist like those with severe renal disease or those patients which we don't know what happened to them. That is, if they eventually get placed on renal replacement therapy or not. Number two, IgA. Having IgA mesangial deposition in patients with a nephrotic syndrome, where you have very good sampling of the glomeruli with no focal glomerulonephritis and what appears to be otherwise minimal change disease, has been often reported. Many investigators have found that if you don't have a focal glomerulonephritis in IgA, leading to the nephrotic syndrome, but instead what looks like minimal change disease with IgA, it acts like and responds like minimal change disease with steroids. These patients have widespread effacement of podocyte foot processes. Is it a podocytopathy? The only difference is that the patients may have some hematuria before the onset of nephrotic syndrome. Pure mesangial IgA deposition, of course, may be lanthanic. That's a Greek term meaning to lie hidden, a term often used by Glassic. It's a non-symptomatic process with no clinical evidence of disease, or if there is a glomerulonephritis, then more severe secondary associated processes, such as with Staph aureus or MRSA infections, should be excluded and not missed. 
Number three, idiopathic nephrotic syndrome. Even in patients with nephrotic syndrome and changes consistent with minimal change disease, the early literature showed that you may have a touch of mesangial IgG or IgM. It acts like minimal change disease in terms of response to steroids. Thus, having a touch of mesangial immunoglobulin staining may not mean much in the absence of more severe clinical findings or light microscopic or electron microscopic findings. Ike Robinson always said that if the patient has pure idiopathic microscopic hematuria with only minor degrees of proteinuria, the biopsy doesn't often tell us much. It has been shown in experimental animals that if the peripheral glomerular capillary wall is increasingly permeable to proteins, i.e. leading to proteinuria, that the mesangial region is activated and may absorb some circulating immunoglobulins like IgM and or C3. Remember that IgM is often pentameric, weighing 600,000 molecular weight, and may get in the mesangium and not get out, and even may innocently activate complement in situ. I'm sure things are a lot more complicated mechanistically and pathogenically than that, but we'll leave that to somebody else. There are some recent experimental results suggesting that mesangial IgM may be injurious in rodents, but that is uncertain in humans. I do not believe in the supposed entity IgM nephropathy because there are so many confounding variables in the literature in that entity that it's difficult to know what that means to the patient. Number four, mild C3 deposition and hematuria. What about mild C3 deposition in the mesangium in patients with just microscopic hematuria? Isolated C3 deposition in the mesangial regions used to be called chronic latent glomerulonephritis a long time ago and may represent a resolving infection-associated glomerulonephritis. Of course, even in active infection-related proliferative glomerulonephritis, you may see just C3, and we've always wondered what that is. In the 1990s, there were a couple of papers and even a chapter in one of the editions of Heptonstall where isolated C3 in the mesangial regions in patients with only hematuria and little or minimal glomerular proliferation. This was discussed and thought to be benign. Now, we are not talking here about C3 glomerulonephritis. That's a completely different issue and would not be dismissed. That means something completely different. As usual, one has to be a gestalt, holistic, renal pathologist and put all the clinical, laboratory, light microscopic, electron microscopic, and IF findings together in a diagnosis and discuss in depth the patient with their nephrologist. One does have to be quite careful in the interpretation of the kidney biopsy with a touch of IF positivity. And one has to at least consider whether the touch of IF positivity could betray an infection or something else in the patient. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.